Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And we're here to review the Apple TV Plus film, Cherry. And this film is directed by the Russo brothers. Um, two guys who did some of the biggest movies of all time with uh, Marvel, with Avengers Endgame, um, Infinity War, Winter Soldier, Civil War, all of that. So they're kind of distancing themselves by doing a movie outside of superheroes. But this movie stars Tom Holland as Cherry, Sierra Bravo as Emily, Kelly Berglund as Madison, Bill Skarsgård, um, Jack Rayner, Forrest Goodluck, and really a lot of people. But this film... Um, I'm just going to read the description that I've looked up because this one is kind of hard to put into just <laughs> my own summary. So, Cherry drifts from college dropout to army medic in Iraq, anchored only by his one true love, Emily. But after returning from the war with PTSD, his life spirals into drugs. So what did you get from Cherry? So... I think Tom Holland did an excellent job portraying this man's life. Um, we get several stages, several chapters of his life. And what struck me most was like the style of the film. You had like, a, he was a narrator, but he was narrating from the future. But you didn't know that it, you kind of felt it in the beginning and you didn't remember to the end because at some points he's talking to the camera, um, breaking the fourth wall. Um, in mid-narration. So it was a very interesting style. But um, it was a good film. It was... Um, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything. I mean, the, the description is as good as it gets. But essentially, I mean, you have a guy pretty much from freshman year of college to, what, 15 or so years later um, about how... Is it really that long? It's, it ends in 2021. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. 2007. It starts in like 2002, I think. I think that's when he well, was in college. Okay, yeah. But they, I think 2007 is like mentioned at one point. Like, it is. It's the starting point somewhere in there. Oh, you're right. That You're right. 2002 and 2007 were big. I can't remember what the difference was. Because this movie, it really could have been a miniseries. It's broken up into five or six different chapters, um, which really feel like their own episodes because they really have their own feel. And you get to see this character grow and mature through Tom Holland's performance, both in imagery. I think physically it seemed he changed a bit throughout, but also mentally and emotionally. We see him very happy. We get him very sad at his low points. Um, we see him in the military and how that impacts him and how it impacts the rest of his life. And that impacts his, his partner, his girlfriend and wife. 
and all this stuff. Um, it was a lot. It was pretty depressing for the most part. I think in one of the commentary I read, they the Russo brothers called it a dark comedy, I think. Um, I don't, there were parts of it that were maybe funny, but I don't know. I wouldn't consider it a comedy. It's definitely a drama um, that does not end in a happy way. I guess it does. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. It's it's definitely more drama than comedy, but there are some comedic moments that kind of undercut the drama in the film. Um, I mean, I'll get into maybe a couple of points later, but it's like, am I supposed to laugh right here or take this seriously? <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, it's hard to know. Yeah, but um, for me, this film was... It has all the ingredients for an Oscar film, mm. but it's not. I think the visuals are absolutely amazing. Agreed. Absolutely amazing. I mean, so good. So well done. Um, so much like eye candy. Yes. But the story, I don't think is. It's all over the place and it's very long. Very, very long. I'm not going to lie. Um, I got to about I mean, an hour and 10 minutes and I was like, there's still an hour left? What? <laughs> what else he got to tell us? <laughs> I forgot about the beginning of the film. Yeah. Backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I forgot, too. I for, Really, I had trouble seeing like where this movie was going. I mean, I was like, okay, wh where are we leading to? I know we're just following his life and he's narrating. Um, he's kind of, you know, really sad about his girlfriend and where she might be or where they might end up. And then, you know, it's kind of a back and forth. It's a cycle and then really a dissension into darkness. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a confusing movie. It felt like a really dark Forrest Gump. Like, if Forrest, <laughs> like if Forrest went into the military and just got messed up, I feel like that's what this film was. Um, and also, like always, you forget Tom Holland is not American. He has a great accent um, for this film. But I guess, you know, I, I, I'll say we'll get into the story, but we're, I think we're probably going to gloss over a lot and just hit the main points. Which I think is all that's necessary. I think the film does a little bit of doing a little bit too much. And then I'm I'm getting to the end here with the epilogue. I felt like they just sped through that entire part of his life, which was the majority of the time span we're watching. But anyway, um, we start, he's in college, and well, yeah, he's in college. He meets this girl, thinks she's really pretty from across the room. Um, their eyes lock, they meet up. They're kind of weird. Right, they're, it's not the, oh, I think you're cute. They're, they're kind of weird about it. Um, he has a whole girlfriend who, I guess, is cheating on him back home. They, they don't really talk about their breakup. It just happens. Um, and yeah, that scene was really short. I was like. Yeah, she was barely in this. I, I was, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Which girl are we following? <laughs> um, and they just move on to the next one, the next scene. I'm like, right. okay, I'll right. just go with it. We have like one scene with the ex-girlfriend. Um, but that happens and they fall in love. Like teenagers they are. Everything's going great. Then this honeymoon phase. And obviously the girl has some issues. She has, um, you know, some trust issues, some love issues. 
And he says, I love you. And she doesn't reply. She says, thank you, which is hilarious. If anything was hilarious, that was. Um, <laughs> I love you. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um, so that happens. And she thinks they're getting too close and says, I'm going. I'm moving to Montreal. I'm going to Canada to finish my studies. And he's like, I hate you. Um I'm going to the military now. And I thought this was going to be like a Romeo Juliet situation because they made a decision. And then we find out she reneges and she's like, well, no, I'm not going to go. He's already signed up for the military. <laughs> he can't go back. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, she's upset with him for doing that, even though she broke his heart and said that she was going to leave the country. Exactly. I mean, what does the man to do? <laughs> Right, classic. I was like, this was like Romeo and Juliet. I'm going to kill myself. Just pretend. Oh, wait, you're dead? I'm going to kill myself. Oh, wait, you're not dead? <laughs> well, no, I guess it's going to end. Um, and, and he can't back out of that. He goes into the military. And I feel like the basic chapter where he's in basic training, I think that was one of the better ones, I feel like. It was pretty graphic. It was intense. Um, I... You know, I have never been to basic training. I hope it is not like this experience. Um, very, this is rated R, well, I think, right? Has it been? Yeah, it's got to be. If not mature. Um, language, a lot of that, a lot of vulgar language in the in basic. Um, and he's pretty much getting getting stripped away from from what his life was. Interestingly enough, though, his personality for me doesn't actually change that much because he's already pretty empty. So <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, um, I think the military part was pretty interesting. It kind of shines a light on what a lot of military veterans go through, you know, with just um, the basic training um, with the drill sergeants, kind of like hazing them throughout the whole basic training. And they kind of have it as a joke that the drill sergeants are just being bad because they just they're they're messed up in the head right. or just because they want to. Um, right. Some of them have never been to Iraq and they're acting like they did two tours. <laughs> one guy chokes a, yeah. a cadet just because like he then no one stops him like, hey, sorry, that's not they called him what a hijabi. Is that what they called it? Like they made up some um, nickname for Arab people um, and had activities. They dressed up like Arabs and um, did different activities. Um, and one of them, the drill sergeant, just choked one of the kids out. He was dressed in the um, traditional garbs. And uh, it got weird for everyone. So <laughs> I was glad the movie kind of stopped there. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Feel it. <laughs> yeah, I think this was supposed to be kind of like a... Um, reenactment during the Gulf War time. Yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. But there were some comedic moments going on. Yeah, but there were a lot of comedic moments throughout the military part because there's one part where it's kind of like they're doing drill and mm -hmm. Tom Holland is doing a robot. I don't know right. why. Right. It's he supposed was... to be a serious moment, but it's yeah. undercut by that. Because, yeah, he was he was the guide and 
the guide in the military is just the person who carries the flag in front of the platoon or in front of the squadron or whatever the group is. Um, and they're supposed to make up this chant. And I've heard this happening. I know it happens at military academies. I'm sure in the military as well, where you have them, you know, doing these chants where they run and things like that and take it very seriously. It's like, this is a fun chant. They're funny words. We're all going to with a straight face and very angry. Like, um, so they had him do the robot. What I thought was more interesting is the fact that they, they never laughed about it. Like usually there's a side scene. It's like, Oh, that was so ridiculous or whatever. Nope. Just doing the robot and just going to move on. And he's going to narrate in his depressed voice. And, um, and that's that. This is interesting. Um, <laughs> His commentary, I think, with the um, cheerleaders that come, I thought that was pretty funny because he was like, oh, we're just looking at these women, um, but of course we can't touch them or ever be with them. So I don't understand what the point of this is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no use, especially yeah. to him, who is now, I guess we skipped this, the couple that met, they did get married right before he left for the military. So he does have a wife now, the girlfriend he met in college. He's like, that's all I think about is her. So... None of this is really affecting me. I thought it was really nice. I feel like they their love was um, a bit young and immature at first. While he was away, I think it was the most mature. And then it just got bad, toxic. Um, but that was but it also comedic because he had that scene with him in the porta potty. So it's like, oh, that's so nice. Like, <laughs> okay, we're just going to watch this. We're going to hang on. I don't this know about nice. Okay, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the runtime is so long. We're <laughs> watching things like this. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think we need the scene with the cheerleaders um, or him, you know, doing what he did in the porta potty. Uh, I mean, there's you know, like stuff that you can really cut out. Yeah, it didn't really need to be laid out. Like um, so with slow motion. That's right. A little bit of slow motion in there. A lot of lingering cameras on him or, you know, later. As the story goes on, I feel like it gets slower after the military basic piece um, when he comes back home. So he goes to basic and then he is sent out, you know, to Afghanistan, I assume, or in the Middle East somewhere and meet some friends who are really nice, has some moments. But that ends very quickly. I thought we'd have another interesting character, but we didn't because he died. Um, so, so much for I him. can't remember who it was. I forget his name. He's only in the movie like 20 minutes. No, max. Maybe 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> but he has a developmental friendship with this guy. He's going out and they hit an IED. Um, and he has to watch like half of his squad blow up. And he takes their bodies, puts them away. They're still hot when he's carrying them. They melt his gloves. Um, he's traumatized. And so this is where I forgot the title of the film because the sergeant says, after that experience, today you all got your cherry popped. And I was like, oh, it's called cherry. That's right. That's what this is about. This is the moment that breaks him. And it is, but his name is Cherry. And that's why it's called that. Or is it both? I don't know. Either way, that was a big moment in his life that messed him up thereafter <laughs> yeah um that did mess him up but i would say there's two turning points in his life when his girlfriend threatens to leave him and sure. then you know reneges on it and and he 
I mean, before she comes back, he, he signs up for the military because he thinks he has nothing else to live for. Um, and then his oh, half of his squad uh, dying. Right. But um, uh, I mean, after this, it's pretty much a dissension into the darkness with drugs, PTSD, and what the military can do to you and how a lot of veterans aren't given the right treatment whenever they return home, um, not giving enough attention. Um, he struggles with bad dreams. He's waking up in night sweats. Um, it's really causing a lot of, um, separation between him and his now wife. And, he ends up going to drugs and dragging her down too. She ends up joining with him. And uh, that's what was, um, go ahead. What was most, I thought was kind of a dark comedic moment was when he's trying to seek help at first. um, Well, he's, you know, slips in the drugs. Then he sees a doctor because his wife is like, this is terrible. You're, you're, this is not good for us. You on drugs, see a doctor. And the doctor prescribes him, the very drug he was abusing. And she just lost it. She's like, you gotta be kidding me. There's no way in the world I sent you to this doctor to get help. And they prescribe you the opioid you are currently abusing. Current flaw in the system. And she makes the comment, you know, give it to me. Let me take this because I don't want to be around this either. I don't want this reality. Give me the drugs. And, you know, be careful what you wish for. Because... She got hooked right along with him and bad. They be- I think the title was, it was called Dope. Was it called Dope Fiend? I think the title was. But either way. Something about dope. Yeah, it was rough. They were in it deep. Um, not eating. I mean, they're both pretty skinny to start off with, but not eating at all. Just living off the drugs, needing it to get through the day. She becomes a teacher. Um, she needs it to finish her classes. She can't make it without the fix. Um, to get through her classes, and it really eats away at them. It it um, breaks him down and leads him onto his his need to get more, which brings him to the goofiest drug deal I've ever seen. Um, brought me back to when that 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 popular trend of wearing polo shirts, two of them underneath one another, and popping the collars. I was like, I haven't seen somebody do that since since two thousand three. I haven't. It's the right time period. (laughs) It's it's like, uh, was it Malibu's Most Wanted? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I forgot this was a thing. Um, And, you know, he's like, you're out of money. I can't give you any more drugs. Here's what I want you to do. Pick up this safe for me. Bring it here. Bring it whatever. Um, And then I'll give you more drugs. So what does he do? takes a safe and opens a safe to get the drugs that are inside of it that they think are in there and get the most ultimate high they've ever had and end up on the wrong side of the bigger drug dealer. Black, I think is what they call him. Um, And they have to get their way out of that situation. Um, Meanwhile, his wife has overdosed, um, not doing okay. He's obviously worse than him. Um, And they were pretty graphic with the... uh, the side effects, the withdrawal. I mean, the throwing up. I don't know if you noticed. At one point, there was a. Um, They're both in the bathroom, going through withdrawal. He was over the toilet, and she was in the tub, 
and she had clearly just her bowels just let loose everywhere in that tub. I don't know if you noticed that. I was like, that, that is rough. But it felt real. Yeah, I saw some dark stuff in there. It felt pretty real. It felt pretty raw, um, which, yeah. which is what they were going for. So they went all in and didn't didn't sugarcoat anything, which was pretty good, I think. Yeah, they didn't sugarcoat anything. Um, I'm going to rewind back to the big boss guy, the one who was looking for his money. Yes. Now, you've seen You Got Served. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you remember um, the guy who was looking for his money? <laughs> you you oh got served. Gosh. <laughs> oh he reminded me of him because he was like, now, I, I find this part so hilarious. Even as a child, I did. I mean, it's supposed to be a serious moment, but when um, the main character, I forgot his name, but he he lost the money because he was going to make a delivery, mm-hmm. uh, but some guys jumped him, so he still owed Emerald the money. That's right. So Emerald, <laughs> he pulled him in the car <laughs> in the middle of the day, in the broad daylight, outside of his house. <laughs> they stuff him in there. He was like... When you gonna give me my money? <laughs> and the scene in Cherry reminded me of that because the guy had the same raspy voice, you know, kind of <laughs> big, not really muscular, but you know, right. just real big, big guy. Um, but it it just reminded me of it. I, I just I just thought about that. You got serve moment when I saw that, and I just thought it was hilarious. It was good. I think what made this not a comedy, they could have easily made that character hilarious. Like it, <laughs> like it could have been John Goodman or someone like ridiculous um, who is not intimidating at all, um, who's pulling all the strings. But, they, but it didn't. This is real life. It's supposed to be really scary. Um, and then we get this flip back. Now, if you're at this point in the movie, if you think back about an hour and a half, you remember that we actually saw this scene or we were about to see um, in a few minutes, that scene in the beginning of the film, and we get back to where we were, because he was on his way to rob a bank for the probably umpteenth time to ultimately pay back Black um, with this big payout. And that's where we were in the beginning, whenever he stopped mid-robbery talking to us in the screen. I thought that, was, that scene was really good um, because I forgot where we were, but it was... Interesting way of telling the story, because it didn't. the The flow was losing me. I didn't know where we were going until that moment. So we got back to real time. So for almost an hour and a half, you didn't know where you were going. No, I didn't know where the story was going to end. I thought he was going to die in the military, maybe, or maybe she was going to die before we got back. Maybe she's going to have a kid. Maybe she's going to cheat and leave. I didn't know. Um. I didn't know what they wanted, but it was dope fiend bank robber. Is what we were going for. But he did it very well. He did it very well. You mean as an, as an actor? Yes. I think as an actor, he really did well carrying that story that way. Um, the writing choices, director choices of how that timeline worked out, different strokes, different folks. I think it was interesting for this one. Um but he he did a good job committing to character and making that really believable and getting being able to get lost in that story a little bit and not thinking about so much of 
that wasn't very predictable, which is good in some ways, I guess, instead of kind of knowing where the beat drops every five minutes. Yeah, I agree with that as far as like not being predictable, but I think the audience needs to know where the movie is going. And I feel like you don't know where this movie is going and not in a good way. It's just scenes happening. You see the downward spiral of his life and you're just like, okay, where is this going to end? What are we working towards? And I mean, it, it kind of turns back around when we get back to that first scene in the movie with the bank robbery. But I had a hard time kind of getting on the, the train with this one because I just didn't know where it was going. And um, the whole bank robberies, mm-hmm. how was he able to get past just one bank? I mean, well, you know, it must have been a small town and not that good a police force because they had his face. But he didn't work. He didn't leave the house. They obviously didn't eat. So I guess that's how. He, but he got out easily every time. And it, he only had a, it looked like he didn't have to done that often. We only saw, I think, during two robberies. Like one time. Well, it was one time. We only saw it one time. He just wrote in a piece of dollar bill, you know, um, give me the money. This is a robbery. I thought it was hilarious when he was narrating that and was talking about how easy it was, except for the one time someone was pushing back and said, this is all I give. And he's like, are you serious? It's a robbery. I have a gun. This is all I give. <laughs> I was like, okay, hold your ground, right? She's like, you can rob me if you want, but you're not getting a million dollars. Best I can do is 200. <laughs> and that's all he had. That's all you can do. But that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it that I don't know if that was so believable, getting away with so many robberies um, so easily. With really, I mean, with a, I mean, a, a meth head's, you know, ability to make these um, heist plans doesn't seem that believable. If anything, I thought maybe this was all in his head. And he was already arrested the first time. We, like you wake up in the jail or something like that's not how it really happened. Something like that. But um, he got through with it. He robbed every single one of them successfully, even the last one when he wasn't trying that hard. Um, and to get caught, he said, "Press the alarm," and he was still able to get out. Because at this point, he wanted to turn his life around. He knew going to jail was the only way. His wife had overdosed twice, I think, at this point. Um, or come close to it. And she was like, this is wrong, not for us. I need to go away um, to get cleaned up. He chooses jail because of his bank robbings and um, tells the teller, sound the alarm, I'm gonna go. Um, and then he gets his last fix on the middle of the street and uh, gets arrested. But still very unbelievable, that part outside. Yeah, I think the last part of the movie is probably the most well run, but the most unbelievable. Because how is he able to rob all of these banks without anybody following his trail? I mean, he's not super smart or anything. Um, doesn't cover his face that much. He's clearly looking into cameras where they can see his face. And even the guy, well, there's one guy that he was supposed to pay, but opened that safe. Um, he ends up doing a robbery with him and he gets shot. The, the 
the the other guy, and then they they just leave him on the side of the street. We don't. Yeah, we don't know like, how he got shot because he left the robbery early. He he quit. He just showed up on the side of the street, shot for some reason. And even Tom Holland's character rec- notes in the film don't know how he got shot. Doesn't matter though because he's dead now. Pretty much is what he said. Put him on the side of the road, um, and just left him there to die. And didn't get caught doing that either. Um, and yeah, odd, odd plot point. Not sure why it was there. It didn't amount to anything. Um, maybe they just needed that character to go away. But I think he would have anyway, trying to hide in the shadows for being a, an accomplice in these robberies uh, and a drug dealer. But he needed to die, I guess. So they killed him. Um, and then we just move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, like I said, this movie, I think, has all the ingredients to be an Oscar-worthy film, but it just fails. It really does with the story. I mean, it's hard to know where this movie's going, and it doesn't make sense at the at the at the end. I mean. I'm still not sure about the the bank names. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> yes. You kind of put it in your face. <laughs> Shitty bank. S-H-I-T-T-Y. <laughs> the name. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of the banks just had these messed up names. And, I mean, they really do put it in your face. Yeah. I'm not sure what the symbolism is there. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. This movie is kind of confusing. Yeah, it it is confusing. Um, it's unclear if it's all one big joke or not. Uh, but then, when I think it could get more serious than it already was in his rehabilitation, he goes to jail in the epilogue chapter, and it's all just a uh, montage. We don't have any dialogue. We don't have any thing happening except a soundtrack and seeing him get old in jail and start to fit in more. And then he gets like released early or a pardon or something and gets released to go home and his wife's out of the car and you know takes him home. That's how it ends. Um, glossed over all of his prison experience, all of his rehabilitation. Um, <laughs> I guess because they were like, we're at, we're at an hour and 40 minutes here. How do we speed things up? <laughs> Because we want to give him a nice chat, nice in book to this. We don't want to just leave him in jail. So let's just fast forward through it and send him home. Well, I feel like they probably could have maybe told a lesson in his rehabilitation um, instead of doing like the a couple of the bank robberies. Um, maybe take some of those out. Maybe just have maybe just a few bank robberies. He gets caught robbing the bank and then that's when he realizes he needs to turn his life around instead of this whole like dumb heist with the um, other guy who they just threw on the side of the road. I mean, it was really pointless. Yeah, that part really wasn't necessary. Um, Did feel odd for being in there. I don't quite understand the choices there. Um, I don't know if underwhelming is the word, but 
just <laughs> interesting choices. Interesting. Again, it felt a little bit like a little bit like Forrest Gump. If everything went wrong, if he got on drugs instead of Jenny, um, a little bit like Devil all the time. Honestly, with Tom. Oh Hall. yeah, definitely. That long story arc that you know little things come back in um, to fit the well. Not really in this one. They kind of just jump all over the place and then come back at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, very long-winded storytelling, lots of narration over widescreen shots and opera music in the background, lots of that in this. Um, all to amount to really just nothing. I mean, it's just showing the struggles that I'm sure, you know, I don't know if anyone who would relate to this is watching this film, but um, I'm sure there's a lot of people's experiences um, growing up and going through the, you know, war in Iraq and the Gulf and um, how it was like coming back to the United States and trying to to fit in and find a place for yourself. I'm sure this is many people's stories. Um, so from that perspective, I guess, good job. Uh, it seems like that's what they were going for. <laughs> Nothing more than just showing a, a very a possibility of a life. Yeah, I think the directors said that they actually experienced this in their own lives. Like they had people in their family or close to them that they knew who went through drug addiction, like with opioids and mm. how it could destroy a family. Yeah. Um, and they definitely paint a pretty good depict a pretty good picture of how that can happen. Um, definitely. This movie could have been shortened or maybe they emphasize some other parts that were probably more important than dragging out some of the less important parts. Mm. But um, I mean, at, at the least, this is acted very well. Oh, yeah. Very I think well. Everyone did a they really committed to the character. It felt like these are these people's actual lives. Um very committed to character. Tom Holland did a great job. Even the even what Sierra, I think is her name, uh, or Kiera, she did a really good job. The wife. Mm-hmm. The wife. Um, yeah, it was very well acted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they look really young, especially the girl. I mean, oh, she yeah. looks like she's a teenager. Yes. I'm not sure she actually is in real life, but she did, but she does a very useful appearance. I think they gave her a little bit of gray hair in that last scene. Um, but let me see. She's 24. 24. Wow. <laughs> she could be 12, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she she looks very young. I mean, he looks young, but she looks guess, even younger. Yeah, and I could, I could see them wanting to kind of um, match his his um, appearance and age and that kind of a thing. Maybe that's where they went with her. But yeah, she did. They, they yeah, of of the two, she definitely seems very young throughout the entirety of the film. If <laughs> her aging wasn't quite the same. No, um, but I think they played off of each other pretty well, but, um, a lot of unnecessary parts in this film. Um, I think it is comparable to 
the devil all the time because there's there's a lot of side stories in that movie and really good acting by some um famous actors but uh yeah. just does not come together at the end and yeah they don't try either they don't really try to bring it together they just move on <laughs> epilogue we're in jail now watch this real film and hook it out and you'll see that too and have a mustache the end <laughs> i think i would have now I, I did enjoy parts of this film but i think the best experience for me was just the cinematography and how it was shot mm-hmm. and the acting more than anything but if they didn't have the cinematography and maybe average acting then i probably would have hated this movie side note now i know where i remember her big time rush she was on that show i don't know if you watched that but she was on mm. big time rush I think that was nickelodeon is that a disney no oh, nickelodeon. It was nickelodeon it felt disney like but i'm pretty sure <laughs> but i'm pretty sure it was um nickelodeon yeah i think the other girl the ex-girlfriend she was on a disney show oh was she? i didn't really get a good look at her she was on Lab Rats. Oh, okay. I never watched that one. Oh, by that time, I was already like in high school or past that. So, exactly. yeah, <laughs> a little, a little late for our childhood. Yeah, but I mean, she's twenty-five, so. Um... <laughs> you know, the Disney actors—they just look very young, younger than what they. They uh their ages. Yeah. Huh. But uh, but um I mean well acted film. <laughs> Cinematography out of this world. Yeah, definitely nice shot in widescreen for the majority of the film. Um very interesting job when they focus in, particularly when they focus in on Cherry. And he's like the brightest figure in some of the scenes. So like, if you look back at some of the bank scenes in the beginning, you really only see him and the teller's face is black. Like it's like shadowed out. And then you go to the end of the film when like they're part of the story now, they, they brighten up. I found that very interesting that they chose to do it that way. Cause there was a scene where he wants to get money from a bank and he's, overdrawn and the bank has charged fees and he didn't have any money and that teller's face you can't see it you're looking at her but it's blacked out but at the end he goes back and he robs that bank and her face brightens up and you see it because she's a part of the story now which is just interesting choices i feel like there's little things like that in each one of these chapters that um, is really more about the film the filmography and directing choices than anything else that probably all add up to make the film pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, nice as far as how it looks. I'm not sure about the story. I mean, the story yeah. is really all over the place. Um, there's not really one true direction, I guess. If you want to say it's going in a direction, maybe it's towards the epilogue, but mm-hmm. you really don't know. You're kind of just watching scenes and just... I guess hoping it ends, but 
<laughs> it's, it's really all over the place. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. It's um it it almost could have I mean it could have been two films with as much as they did. I can't imagine how much film they did that was lost in editing um for this because as Zack Snyder cut. That's Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> right. because um, you get to see just a lot of their life. And and there's like little things they take time to do. Like there's a point where whenever they start doing drugs together as a couple, there's one morning she wakes up and she's like, I want eggs and and toast, but I want the eggs between the toast. So it's like a sandwich. And she's like, Yes, a sandwich. And then you know, he makes her the sandwich and they go and do their drugs and she leaves for the day. And you see the sandwich is still there with no bites in it, with a needle on top of it. And the camera doesn't necessarily go in and focuses on it, but it just lingers on her leaving and the door shuts and you have like two seconds. And then if you notice, you see the sandwich there, kind of alluding to the fact that drugs are taking over and that's the priority now before she takes a downward spiral. So I feel like there must, there's probably even more of those little scenes, um, little things in the background that are like signals to storytelling that, that they're doing. Um, that doesn't make it like a more cohesive, like one-way trip to what's going on, but they're just throwing a lot into this. Um, and I, has, I hesitate to say it's for no reason, but they throw a lot in there, I think, to make it seem more real. Like in life, things don't button up very easily. Right, we worry about food and money and how to make things work. Um, so we're seeing all of that. We see their withdrawal very vividly through this. Right, it's not alluded to. We see it. Um, we see their struggles, their fights. We see them get together as junkies. Um, all those things. One thing, as I'm talking, we didn't see what happened to their dog because they they made this point. They said we agreed we get a dog to stay clean, but now we're just two dope fiends with a dog. So, but at a certain point, the dog hmm. isn't there anymore and they reference, they don't have food to feed it. So I wonder if it died and that's what they were doing too. Cause we never see it again. I forgot about it. I mean, it's, he's only in it for like a minute in this two hour long film with only about 10 minutes of credits. <laughs> so it's a long film. Um, but there is that. And then Apple plus in general, I think they do a really good job of, um, catering to their devices like it just looks beautiful on the screen it looks fantastic and i think all of apple apple tv plus's stuff if anything on netflix just how it looks is amazing oh yeah i mean i think everything that i've watched on apple tv has been crystal clear high def just amazing looking just it looks so good. It's just like wow. I'm just yeah. staring at it and and just I'm I'm astonished by it. Right. But that doesn't I, mean I it's a good they film. They make it beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um they're probably spending the most money with 4K um IMAX cameras and nothing else. I mean <laughs> they get the best equipment. Yeah, nothing but the best from Apple. Um and it's interesting, Apple getting into all these spaces and now doing movie and film and TV. And they're doing it very well. They're not, they're not putting out stuff that looks any kind of way. Um, 
And things like this, they're going to say it's like a film theory study and, you know, just have to do more research to understand what's going on and the importance of everything, yada, yada. Definitely not a movie to watch casually. Um, I feel like this is for the um, people who drink wine for taste. This is, this is film. This is art, not just something to watch. <laughs> I think it's more of an, more of an acquired taste. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but um, Apple TV Plus itself doesn't have a lot of content, but I think they pick and choose what they want to make. Mm-hmm. They're not like Netflix, you know, releasing five to six movies a month. Right. And just see what sticks. No, this stuff is um, the resources are poured in very specific projects get attention and actually make it. So who knows? This one might get some awards too. A morning show got a bunch of awards. Um, so we'll, well see. I don't think that's going to happen. It's actually rated pretty poorly. <laughs> I, that's one thing. I haven't looked at the ratings for this. Um, let me. It's a 37. 37 on Rotten Tip. Interesting. People weren't down with this story. I feel like it's bad because, well, I, I feel bad that the ratings are low because I feel like this is, a, besides the robbing getting away with it part, I feel like um, this could be someone's reality pretty easily. So, you know, it's a story worth telling. The way it was done, I guess, just has not pleased many people. And I can agree with what they're critiquing the movie on because. I mean, it's hard to know where the movie's going. Mm-hmm. Um, the last part isn't really believable because he's just robbing all of these banks, really not actually pointing a, pointing a gun. He's just writing what's going on on a dollar, and then they just give him the money, right? And he moves on. He's clearly on camera; they can see him. There's no police officers going after him until no. he decides to shoot himself up at, in the middle of the road. So, I mean, it's just so unbelievable. That is a bit unbelievable. He goes through all of this, doesn't get caught. Um, there's a like, slight commentary, like a two-minute-long video on Apple TV Plus about this film um, with the Russo brothers talking. And they, they're really proud of it. You know, and there's like, was all these different looks throughout the film. And then bringing up some of his like bank robbing scenes while they were talking is like, he looks the same. He has a hat on and a wig at one point, but still pretty much the same. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that he was on the news as someone who was wanted. And none of these banks thought to get security. Not a one had a security <laughs> guard, right? Um, he... He makes it look very easily, robbing a bank. Just going to yell a little bit. And um, people let you walk out. Won't even say anything. <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not like he's the smartest guy. He's not setting up this big heist no. with an elaborate plan. No. For his most planned one, he's in a oversized tan suit and a um, bucket hat. I mean, she's not, he's not Ocean's Eleven over here. He's just walking in the door. <laughs> walking in the door, um, 
I mean, this is only for the last one. Just shoots up into the ceiling and asks for the money. But he's not really that smart. No. I mean, he's, there's no way he should have gotten away with all this, these things. No, he should not have gotten away. Right? I mean, one of those people in those things could have tackled him. Because, I mean, he's a scrawny guy on drugs. Can't be that put together. Um, and there's one scene where he's, like, throwing up as he's robbing the bank. Um, <laughs> and he throws up. It, he puts his shirt over. Just throws up in his shirt, which is disgusting. Um, and, you know, laid in the background. Hey, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I just sneeze. You don't look okay. <laughs> <laughs> What is this conversation? How does this is not happening? Um, this is not how this would go. But it was. And then he robbed that bank. Um, with that same shirt on. With that same shirt on, being very ill, very sick, probably weak, was still robbed the bank. No problem. <laughs> how can they take him seriously? I couldn't. I mean, I, I mean, whenever he was trying to do the big bank heist and had the two backup people and they left him, um, it kind of reminded me of uh, SpongeBob. Put the money in the bag. Oh, hello, sir. Oh, turn around. Put the money in the bag. Um, you want to take out your checkings or savings? Checkings, please. It's like he's, he's, like he's soft. He's not, this isn't real. But he's soft. He's like, he's not an intimidating robber. He has a little pea shooter. Um, he, he's not going to hurt anyone. Doesn't like he has it in him. Um, he, unbelievable. The whole, that, I think that's the part of the film that falls apart the most. Um, is just no way this would happen in real life. Everything to that point felt like it was real. Now, granted, it was all because of his bad luck and uh, trauma. But <laughs> that was more believable than him being so lucky he robbed several banks and get away with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but even though it's unbelievable, I think those scenes just look so good. All the bank robberies, the color, the lighting, the camera angles, it, it just looks amazing. Yes, I can 100% would agree. The whole film, you take out all the rated R parts, it looked like something that was supposed to be the background on TV by at Walmart. Um, very crisp display, <laughs> lots of landscapes, different lighting effects, all of it filmed very nicely. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the least, it's, it looks amazing. Yes. I mean, even some of the, I think it, it happens maybe a few times, but they kind of just pause. Everybody in the room is like, kind of like miming. Yes. And they kind of pan around and just look at everybody. It just looks so nice. I mean, just that alone makes it good to look at. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, Would you recommend this movie? What's that? Would you recommend this movie? No. I would not recommend it. With all the positive things I have to say, it's just too long and too boring. You're not going to want to watch this for like a movie night. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if you're going to watch it with like a loved one. It's not a family movie. Um, it feels like something you'd watch in like a film class. Um, 
not so much for entertainment. Um, even though that's what a movie is, so I guess it fell flat completely from that perspective. But um, no, don't waste your time on this one. Um, it's not. It's not worth it. Two hours. No. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. But I mean, if you want to watch it, you'll definitely enjoy the cinematography um, and the acting. Um, if you can get through the story, you'll enjoy those parts. Um, but any other thoughts before we give it a rating? Um, no, I think I'm ready for a rating. All right. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film? Cherry. This one, unfortunately, is going to be like a low background noise. Um, because that's what it is. It's literally background noise. Um, it's nice if you want to see what PTSD could look like in a very raw form or drug addiction is like. But I feel like there are far more interesting films and television shows you could watch to get the same thing, if not an actual documentary. Because it feels in some ways like a documentary, but it's completely fake. So it feels like a waste of time if you're watching it for that reason. It's not very entertaining. There's some parts that are awkward, some parts that are pretty gory, but not exciting. The character never wins. I guess you could say at the end when he does get in jail, but we don't get to see any of that. We, we fast forward through it, literally. Um, so, yeah. If you have a free Apple Plus subscription, watch something on YouTube. I, it's, not, <laughs> it's not even worth that. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely low background noise um, because you can just turn this on and just look at it and you're like, wow, this looks nice. But <laughs> just sticking around for the story, you might fall asleep. Yeah, but, um, yeah I agree. It, I, I think it, it definitely depicts the downward spiral of, you know, going to the military, having PTSD and then going into drugs when you're not given the right... Um, outlet after you know coming back from war and mm -hmm. being exposed to all those bad things but um other than that it's kind of like stuff that doesn't make sense or what is just this? don't get <laughs> what is this well, why are the banks names like terrible names it's like is this an alternate reality are we in a dream is he high right now? Are is it a back? joke? Is it a joke? Um, <laughs> not very clear. I mean, that whole, the whole basic scene, they use some tile screens in this, but they also like, during basic, highlight a bunch of the words they're saying. There's this whole montage about what, how they refer to men's genitals as literally every part of a person's body as demeaning terms. Um, they stayed on that for a minute for some reason. Um, I did like, I thought it wasn't going to matter, but there's one point in the film before he gets drafted into, well, before he signs up for the military and like the day, next day, he meets a guy at a bar. He actually talks to one of the directors in the film. I don't know if you caught that. Um, oh yeah. He was a character. And then it's watch my friend, you know, make sure that 
you know, throw up or get too crazy. So he's like, all right, I watch him at the bar. He's working. He's a bartender at this point. He meets the guy and the whole night. The guy is drunk and saying, well, can you take a gun and blow somebody's brains out? Like saying, you're not tough. You can't take a gun and blow somebody's brains out. He does it over and over and over again. And then he sits down, talks to Cherry. Cherry says, I got to go because in the morning I'm signing up for the military and I'm going. And um, he says, but can you take a gun and shoot someone's brains out? And it's like, at that moment, that sentence was completely stupid the entire time. But (laughs) in that moment, he was saying it to, to Cherry and Cherry was like, I don't know. Can I do that? And that's a question you have to ask yourself if you're going into the military and you clearly didn't do that. And I think that I think from a storytelling perspective, that was a really interesting detail in this. But that was only about you know two minutes of the film, and we never got back to it. But it's just an interesting way they did that. I feel like this story was told even in almost like pages. There were actual chapters in the film, but I felt like we got little snippets of very detailed stories like 200 times and that made up this movie it wasn't really connected but a series of misfortunate events over the course of two hours in his <laughs> life <laughs> yeah I, mean, I think that's a great summation of the movie um because it doesn't always fit together well but there's a lot of good stuff here and there, you know, little character moments or um, kind of thought-provoking moments. I agree. I agree. Um, and then you get a, what is this moment, the next five minutes? Um, so, <laughs> some give and take, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, to the listeners, I mean, I, I, I would not recommend this movie. No, I mean, I, I I just wouldn't. No, it's definitely not a kids movie, not a family movie. Um, it's rated R, but the the care. I mean, the main the actress and Tom Holland looks so young. Certain parts of it feel like wrong. Like, are these children? Like, is <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like no, they're, they're adults. But it's like this feels wrong. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was interesting. I felt like the fight that was, what's the movie with Zendaya and uh, Washington? Um, oh, um, I know I what you're to, talking about. I want to call it the argument. It's Mal- Ma- <laughs> Malcolm and Marie, that's what Malcolm, it is. Yes, I feel like this movie was the before, during, and after of Malcolm and Marie on drugs. <laughs> That's what I felt. It that is most of this story. <laughs> I love you. Stop doing drugs. No, give me drugs. Okay, do them with me. No, I go to jail. Poop your pants. Just a constant cycle of arguments. It's constant, constant. <laughs> but I mean, I guess in a way, I mean, some marriages can be like that if they're really bad. You know, if you have a lot of arguments. So yeah. I guess this this could be a, a depiction of it. Yeah. It, yeah. Sad version. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, 
And you remember the part where she overdosed and her parents came in? Yes. And then her mother was like, if you really love her, you would leave now. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I was like, oh, mom's a gangster. Okay. I was not ready for that line after that. <laughs> I wanted more of that. I wanted her to show up to the house with a bat. Like, I, I wanted that story. We didn't get that, though. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been nice, but I mean, their parents were like a very small part of the film. Very. I don't remember what his look like. Yeah, do they even exist? (laughs) (laughs) He seemed more like having Ed, Ed, and Eddie vibe. Like the parents are there, we never see them, and we only see him hanging out with his friends in the basement. (laughs) His ridiculous friends. um, I don't even know what happens to a couple of them. I know one guy jumps out of a car at one point. It, it's just so many side stories that never get finished, and you're not even sure when they're starting. <laughs> yeah, we get the one guy who goes to the Marines or something, who's a friend. I thought they would connect, but they never did. It's and 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 definitely the one who kind of shows up at the beginning, middle, and end. You know, he has the yes. girlfriend who's about to have a baby. I mean, I don't know why that matters. Why even show that? I guess so he could feel the hurt when he died. He got his story. Um, Wait, was that the same guy? I thought it was the guy who helped him with the robbery at the end. No, that's a different guy. Oh, man. Oops. You know, the guy who's helping with the robbery at the end was... A friend in the beginning. He was not in the middle. Oh, okay. Wow. See, I kind of got confused on a couple of these guys. Because I thought he died. And then, like, the guy at the end who's helping him with the bank robbery, I thought he died in that explosion. No. He met and I was like, guy. oh, I guess he didn't die. No. <laughs> the guy who died in the explosion, he met in the military. But we didn't see that okay. meeting, so that's probably why you're confused. He said it in the narration that he had met while they were there and got pretty close. This movie's too long. That's what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> so many characters. The drill sergeants were interesting. Some famous faces in there. You got the Waynes Juniors in there. Um, I forget the other guy who's married to him. Oh, gosh. He's from the, isn't he in the game? I can't remember. But, oh, Pooch Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had we had um, some famous faces there. Um, thought that was that was interesting. You know, random, um, familiar faces in the film. Um, yeah, I think they were in the movie for comedic effect. They were pretty funny. They were pretty funny. The things they were saying were pretty hilarious. Choking the kid out for no reason. All right. Um, hope that didn't happen, but. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, some of the comments back and forth were pretty interesting as well. Yeah, but um, any other thoughts about the film? Uh, no. Uh, good for Tom Holland. I think this is great for um, branching out in different s- styles of acting. Good for the Russo brothers. Um, also doing something different on Apple's platform. Um a good film for, for an actor or a director or an artist to go back and say, that's where I learned how to do this. Start this kind of style. 
not a great film for people watching movies for entertainment. <laughs> um, definitely feel like they're their little film project more so than a movie that's made to entertain. Yeah, I, well, I mean, at the least, I think this is, or it, it shows the range of Tom Holland, and he continues to build on that. He's not just Spider-Man. He's yeah. a really great, great actor. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but that does it for us at Ain Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. And you can click on the message link to send us a message and get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.